and hello once again. How are you doing? Oh, hello. Oh. I'm fantastic. I thought I tried a different opening. Like Oh no, I little, had to revert I had to bring it back. Like a little bit of enthusiasm. No, you know? I have none of that. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Goose Chase Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning, uh, oh, clear God. skies all day. Oh God. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. What if that was You're us? really good at that. <laughs> hey, 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 how's it going out there? <laughs> you know what I have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's never ever do drive time radio. <laughs> like it was an option. Yeah, it certainly wasn't, but it's distasteful to me, and I refuse. Okay. <laughs> okay. No one offered, but all right. Right, right. No, right. no one offered to give us a radio show in a in, a, in an actual media market, but that if they actually had, pays. Right, if they had, of course, we'd say no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally turned that paying job down. <sighs> yeah, right. The opportunity to sit in front of a <laughs> microphone and talk for a living? No thanks. And get paid to make fart sounds and <laughs> bad jokes? I don't even think you have to make the... I think you just tap the button that the fart sounds correspond to. Baby. Like, I have a little self-respect. Okay. If there's going to be fart sounds, I'm going to make them myself. <laughs> That's where I draw my line. I'm an artist, okay? <laughs> I'm not selling out here. <laughs> <laughs> I have integrity. What if that's the line for yeah. Drive Time Radio, folks? <laughs> yeah, there's like some guy out there with a name like the Cougar or whatever, and he's like, I refuse to use this new soundboard because back in my day, we made <laughs> fart noises by ourselves with our own oh. mouths and tongues. I love it. Yeah, he's got integrity, damn it. He does. <laughs> that Cougar. They they do. I can't remember what comedian pointed it out, but they always have like names. Like it'll be like, it'll be like Jay and the Bad, or like uh, Crazy Ira and the Dude. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this episode has already gone off the rails, so there's no point in trying to reel it back in anymore. All right. All right. Uh, it is. Uh, it is another lovely Wednesday. What do we got going? I just got. I finally got a new car. That's exciting. It's not exciting, actually. It's a relatively boring car. But it's new to you. It's new to me. And it's not totaled. It's not. Exactly. It's not crushed up in a cube somewhere. Uh, Yeah. Uh, What I did twice in three weeks. This is amazing. I gave my cruise keychain when it got wrecked to the the tow company, and they destroyed it with my house key on it. Yeah. And then I turned in the Enterprise rental car with my house key on it. Yeah. So I lost. Why do you keep two of that? I lost two house keys in like two and a half weeks. Did I, you get a new house key? I did. I managed to find one, but I had to break into the house with a fire poker, and yeah. <laughs> I like busted my back door trying to do that. Yeah. Um, so now we have to fix the back door. So now we have to fix the door. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was great. That was some of my Good finest job. work. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so now I have a 2011 Chevy Malibu. And a broken back door. <laughs> which I think makes me like a cool mom. It does. I think it makes me it, a cool mom. It makes you the cool mom. Yeah, it's like the demographic I'm slowly sliding into. <laughs> You've always been a mom, Dave. I've always been a great mom. You are a great mom. You're a great host. <laughs> You're definitely the group mom. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I am the mom. You are the mom. I'm the mom. You're the mommiest person in our relationship, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm I, more of a dad myself. I'm a, I'm a great mom. 
Oh, yeah. man, I gotta remember to turn that furnace off, actually. You hear that? <laughs> yep, it's kind of cold. Yeah. Maybe we'll just leave it on. Yeah, they'll just deal with it. I'm yeah. a little chilly. See, baby. normally we turn off the furnace to avoid all this like background audio. But I thought about reminding you, chilly. but then I remembered I was chilly. Yeah, and so like basically every episode we do in the winter time, like by the time we're done with it, our feet are freezing. So yeah. we really gotta do something about all this. Anyway, oh, wow. so yeah, I'm a mom, I got a car. I'm a great um distant father. <laughs> <laughs> distant dad. Yeah. All right. If you say so. I just, like, buy you gifts every now and then and <laughs> give you a punch on the shoulder. <laughs> then mostly sit in And a, then fuck off. <laughs> and sit in a dim room smoking cigars. Yeah, actually, that sounds perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boba uh, comes and asks me if he can go play with his friends, and I say, ask your mother. Right. And then he comes to me. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, what else we got going on? <clears throat> All I had written down was Dave got a car. Yep. <laughs> That's like all we have. Okay. We had the recruiting event for roller derby. Right. You got how many people again? Uh, I think about six. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was a really good turnout. That's like um, a better turnout than I would have even maybe thought. And I'd say at least I know three seems like they plan to come back. Okay. Which is good. 50% yeah. I'll take. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the other ones. Yeah. I th I think probably one or two more are interested. One was like her friend wanted to do it, and so she went along with her friend to be a good friend. But I don't know oh. how into it she was. <clears throat> she was there to make her friend not feel alone. Right. Her yeah. friend's like, I'm really into this. Let's go. And she's like, mm, I don't really care, but like, I'm your friend. And <laughs> yeah. You want me to go, so I'll go. Right. So I don't know how into it she was. She was supporting her friend. Her friend was like pretty into it, though. So I feel like I've been that person at a number of events where it's like, I don't, I'm just kind of here. Yeah, and sometimes it works anyway. out that you're like, oh, hey, no, this thing is really cool, and I like it. And, yeah. and sometimes it's just not your thing right? because you were just there to support your friends. So I don't know if that girl will, if that woman will come back or not. Yeah, maybe not. Um, What are you, what are you doing? The dog's eating his ass again, and no. it's driving me insane. Get the cone. Dog. No, get out of your butt, dog. Please. <laughs> Jesus. I'm trying to do a show here, dog. <laughs> Did he stop? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, my God. What, what is wrong with me? <laughs> I don't know. You're having a moment. I'm having something today. I'm, I've had a lot of caffeine. As you drink more as coffee put, at like I, 730 at night. Yep, this is great. He's doing it again. It doesn't matter. You were saying. <laughs> it went well. Yeah. Um, the person I invited uh, ended up being a little bit late. I felt bad because she didn't get to, like, learn everything. Yeah. But when we were wrapping up practice, I I took her and I think her sister is who she brought with her. Okay. Aside and showed them a little, couple things that they missed out on. Mm -hmm. And um, sounds like they want to come back. So. Okay. That's exciting. That's cool. It was um, AJ from Westside Bowl. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um always happy. I like teaching people things, mm -hmm. especially something that I'm really into, like derby. So I went over the rules with them as we watched them, like, scrimmage a little bit. 
someone over the rules and and pointed things out as they happened and I like doing that stuff and then uh I also like like I said took them aside and showed them a couple things here and mm-hmm. there so it was fun I enjoyed yeah. it, and I, w- I was glad we got some interest. I'm glad it was successful, because you just never know what your turnout is going to look like. Yeah, and I think this is something we need to do more than once a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to keep generating interest and trying to get people involved. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's good. Because even if people don't want to, like, skate, they have to know it exists to come watch it or, you know, to become a ref or in NSO, like... yeah. You have to know it's there before you can do anything else. So yeah, right. Good times. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking maybe we should just get right into just it. Just skip all this bullshit. <laughs> I think that's about, that's it. mostly all we got. That's that's all the bullshit um, we have. But I do have another thing that I'd like to talk about if you would like to talk about it, which is this uh, game. Oh, okay. Did I want to play? Okay, I was very confused by that intro. I'm like, are we skimming to the middle seggy? <laughs> no, no. I want to play a game. All right. That classic game, that old mainstay that families have been playing to pass the winter time or in a long car ride. Like or, in, a, in a wagon. Or at gunpoint for your life. <laughs> That's my favorite time to play. It's a game I like to call Trues and Fnews. Trues and Fnews. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me why you wouldn't happen to mean? It's time for truth and truth. Time to play truth and truth. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for truth and truth. Merv Griffin production. <sighs> That's right. Trues and Fnews. Trues and Fnews. It's that game, that old game, that classic game, the goal of which is for me to provide you with two false stories, one true story. You have to discern which of these stories is true. The trues from false news, Fnews. All right. I could say that again, but I won't. Don't. Don't <laughs> I could I could bother. clarify that, but I no. won't do it. No. They'll get it. They'll figure it out. You know, trust your listeners to yeah. be smart enough to figure out the very dumbly named game <laughs> Choose and Fnews. It kind of it does explain itself, doesn't it? It's like a bad name, but it's like a it's a name that conveys <laughs> what it is. Yes. Once but, they realize they're portmanteaus. Are they? Yeah. Are they portmanteaus? Yeah, I guess they are portmanteaus. They are. It's true news <laughs> and false news. I guess so. Uh, Portmantai? Portmantees? Uh, Portmanitobas? <laughs> Portmanities. Portmanities, that's what they are. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you ready? All right. All right, story number one. Ice fishers off of Baker Lake in Nunavut, Nunavut, Canada, hooked and reeled in a box full of severed ears. Ooh. The ears were revealed to be fakes, but no explanation has been offered for the box. Number two, an American bicyclist nearly set the record for biking across America at six days and 23 hours. But on review, his ride actually ended 200 feet from the true end point, disqualifying him. Oh. Am I? All right. And number three. 
to protect the details of their new Lord of the Rings series, Amazon Studios writers are working in a locked room with sealed windows watched by a security guard and locked with a fingerprint scanner. Oh, my. Okay. Let's hear those again. Okay, one more time. Story number one. Ice fishers off of Baker Lake in Nunavut, Canada, hooked and reeled in a box full of severed ears. The ears were revealed to be fakes, but no explanation has been offered for the box. All right. Number two, an American bicyclist (laughs) nearly set the record for biking across America at six days and 23 hours. But on review, his ride ended 200 feet from the true end point, disqualifying him. And number three. To protect the details of their new Lord of the Rings series, Amazon Studios writers are working in a locked room with sealed windows watched by a security guard and locked with a fingerprint scanner. All right. Yeah, me. You I'm trying to write my little thing. Sorry. What up, dead air? <laughs> Woo! Goose Chase, you come here for you, the best dead air. <laughs> That second one is hard to write one for. It's just really sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's it's downright tragic. By the way, today when I was having a nap, I like a, I dreamt that I accidentally told you which one was the trues. Oh, yeah. And I was very pissed off at myself. Hmm. How do you know you didn't? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't. But okay. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> So what do you think? I want to tell you that the first one is box of fake ears has some splaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, but all right. Second, I just wrote poor bikey baby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Third, Amazon riders locked up tighter than Fort Knox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. I think the second one is real. It just feels really real. I think it's the truth. The biker, go the bicyclist. With, go with the biker guy. True. Yeah. True. Number two, true. Yes. Busted. Oh, you've been getting me lately. <sighs> yep. Okay, what's the real one? The true one is that Amazon writers are oh, no. unbelievably. The level of security is so crazy that I knew if I included it, it would have a chance at passing. Yeah. Because that's so nuts, but that's what they're actually doing. I right think now. I could get into the White House, <laughs> and there would be fewer security mechanisms in my way yeah. than getting into that Amazon writer's room. You could get into the White House easier than you could figure out what they're doing on Lord of the Rings right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I read this. I didn't and even I know they were making. I didn't lines. either. I didn't either. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Is that? I think that's that makes how... us bad nerds. <sighs> yeah, I guess it does. I don't know. We got too much to watch. I gotta get that fatigue, and you know, I just nah. I, I, that cue fatigue or whatever it is. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Care I haven't about even been watching anything lately. I've just been re-listening to audiobooks I've already listened to. Yeah, like how's this? Am- or, uh, Netflix has released no less than like three shows I really want to watch in the last year, and instead I'm just watching The Office on repeat for the eighth time. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm doing. Like, you know what? Why do they even keep making TV? Just like it's let fine. me have that one, and I'm it's fine. fine. It's fine. We don't need more TV. No, we got this. Because it's really like a paralysis of choice. It's like when a menu yeah. has too many entrees on it. It's just you can't decide. And anymore, like, I like to be doing other things while <coughs> I listen to something. Yeah. And sometimes the, an audiobook, in one that I've 
it was years ago that I listened to it, so I, I don't remember everything that happened. Yeah. So it's still like, I want to pay attention enough to remember what happened, but I don't have to pay super close attention. Yeah, right. So it's like the best option okay. <laughs> when I don't have the attention span to focus on something, which is always. The, the, th- the thing is, I have my like, I have time to focus show planned out. It's True Detective season three. It's good. I'm loving watching it, but I just keep not doing that instead yeah. just like putting the same things on yeah it's okay the it's dog fine. will not shut up yeah, what is going he's on he's a bit with of him? a jerk today go Bo, get out of here go go away jeez oh he, my god he's he driving was, me insane he was mad that you you called him out on air for yeah. eating his butt yeah he's embarrassed <laughs> that dog has no shame <laughs> he's a dog um okay so i busted you I'm busted. Um, so let's move on to the middle segment here. This is a thing that really pissed me off this week. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's a thing that I've been like holding as a little secret uh, until it uh, until it all shook out, and I could show you what I was all pissed off about. Okay. So last week <clears throat> we discussed buying large quantities of Tabasco online. Yeah. And I uh, I got excited about that idea. Yeah. And uh, so. Pretty shortly after last week's episode, I started looking. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what I found uh, online was what <sighs> I thought was a case of 38-ounce bottles of Tabasco sauce. Okay. Which is a lot of Tabasco sauce. It's 240 ounces of Tabasco sauce. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot of Tabasco sauce. Um, it's like almost, it's almost two gallons of Tabasco sauce. All right. So I got excited about it, and I ordered it. Then I was looking at our goose chase messages, and I noticed that you had been talking to Kirsten about the the Tabasco sauce. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I got to clue her in on this deal. Uh Uh-huh. So I sent her a message saying, okay, don't tell Christy, because this is going to be a surprise, but I'm getting a case of eight-ounce bottles of Tabasco sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. And I sent her the link, and she identified what I didn't see. This is what pissed me off. <laughs> oh, no. This is 30.8 ounce bottles oh. <laughs> of Tabasco sauce. I am so angry. They're so little. They're, they're, point, they're so little. They're 0.8 <laughs> ounces. It's infuriating. How much did you say? 25 bucks. Baby. <laughs> 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 There's so many little There's bottles. Thirty little bottles that this is like one serving There's size. Just so many little bottles. I wish you all could see how fucking ridiculous this looks. I'm taking a picture. <sighs> that is, that is thirty point oh. eight ounce bottles. Oh no! <laughs> I just, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put my hand next to it for scale. Oh, no. Here's the thing. The, the the product was labeled eight ounces. Kirsten spotted, because she's smart, uh, she looked at the picture and noticed that the labels said 0.8 ounces. And also, she probably, you know, looked at that and got a sense of scale and went, wait, that doesn't quite look right. But it just had slipped right past me. I didn't even notice. Um, Could you have, you couldn't, like, cancel your order at that point? By the time I noticed, it had already been shipped. 
Can you report it to Amazon letting them know I, it's mislabeled? First of all, let me put the blame where it's due. It's Google Express, who you will remember oh, okay. are the same people that I went through all that bullshit with trying to get an Xbox over Christmas yeah, break. Baby, just never buy anything from them again. I not. I sent them an angry email and then I was ashamed <laughs> of myself the next day and I've been ignoring their replies ever since. But I sent them an angry email saying essentially, why again, Google Express? Is this why again? Why are you always like this? <laughs> um, so, I mean, some, something to that effect. They mislabeled it, so that's shitty. But yeah, and I think it, the the blame probably rests on the seller who deliberately did that. Yeah. And but 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 ultimately, it's Google Store, and if they yeah. don't police things and make sure that they're accurate, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> um, this is a lot of eighth of an ounce <laughs> bottles of. Tabasco. If anyone wants an eighth of an ounce of Tabasco, we will gladly send. We you will one. send you one, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna buy you a gallon of Tabasco. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this. I'm gonna take care of my hot sauce needs. But I just had to show you this because this is the most cartoonish thing I have ever received in the mail. <laughs> Seriously, I, guys, if you want a tiny little bottle of Tabasco, <laughs> just let us. I think know. I would need to use like three of these a meal. What if I make like a tiny little label that has. <laughs> Our logo on it and just send it to whoever wants it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, send us an email at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com if you want a completely useless small bottle of Tabasco sauce. Just uh, in the, the, oh God, the email line. What is that called? The, the subject the, line. The subject line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, just write, give me that sauce mm -hmm. and I uh, will send you some sauce. Yeah, use promo code, give me that sauce for your free <laughs> bottle of sauce. Of an eighth of an ounce of Tabasco. I will so do this. Like, like give me addresses. Yeah, I will send we will you send you. Um, if you're, if you're not local to us and we can just hand deliver it, then we will send it to you. Anyways, that's a whole middle segment. Be careful what you buy online. Read closely. And if there's Especially pictures, Google Express. Yeah. Thank you, Kirsten, for noticing. Yeah, she noticed. It was just a little too late. Yeah, she's smart. Like, she probably took one look at that and went, this is fishy. But <sighs> me, I just, I was so excited about the prospect of a good deal, I didn't even... Stick with that gallon, <laughs> Kirsten. Stick with the gallon. Because I sent her the link Yeah. for that. Yeah. So. Anyways. Oh, baby. Um... <laughs> So many little so bottles. So fucking stupid. Anyways, we are going to take a break and we will come back with the main segment for this episode. So stick around. the break we realized we didn't even mention the fact didn't even mention 
didn't even cross our minds what's new with us. We just had our four-year anniversary. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. And it was pretty great. It was a really nice day. Yep. We, uh, what, we, so the first part of the day... You were right outside Pittsburgh looking at the car that you eventually bought with my stepdad. That's right. Uh, so that part, that was whatever. That was a cool thing or whatever, and it was it was really good to I have forget what I was doing. You were... I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't exist if I'm not around you. <laughs> I just shut down no, like a I robot. I know you were doing no, no. I, I forget what I did that day. Anyways. It was something. Um... And then we got together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was cooking. That's what I was doing. It was meal planning. Um, yeah. Um, then we got together and we went to lunch mm-hmm. at me a late lunch at Mizu, which is our yearly thing where we eat ginormous amounts of sushi and roll ourselves out afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. It was delicious as always. It's a pretty great yearly tradition. Mizu is pretty awesome. It's like surprisingly good for a sushi restaurant in like Ohio. <laughs> like yeah. not what you would expect to be particularly good. And uh, they have these secret little rooms and um they're not secret. <laughs> no, but they're like booths with a door you can shut so you don't have yeah. to like be watched by everybody while you eat giant quantities of sushi. Right, which, which I almost nice. choked on a piece of sushi and I was so glad the door was closed. <laughs> Because I tried to put the whole thing in my mouth, and it was a really big piece of sushi. And then Dave was, like, staring at me, and I was, like, laughing, but I couldn't chew and laugh at the same time. Your mouth was so big with sushi. It was, you were, like... Imagine, like, a uh, like a chipmunk or something. Yeah, like a chipmunk that you catch. instead of, like, nuts in their it, mouth, <laughs> they have sushi. You remember that chipmunk that uh, was, like, internet famous because it gets caught, and then it just starts spitting, like, seeds out everywhere? <laughs> I don't remember that yeah. one. Well, anyway. Anyway, it was kind of like that, except you actually ate it. <laughs> I did not spit out the sushi. Which was, uh, so sushi was great. And then we went to uh, the Brazen Brush. Yes. And we had a really cool uh, hour or a uh, couple hours of yeah. um, making these these wooden signs. <clears throat> you know, we painted them. We chose our designs. We Yeah, you, you know. choose a design in advance when you register. Mm-hmm. And they print a stencil for you, including any customization that you tell them, like, because some of them include your your name or something like that. Yeah. So you do that ahead of time, and they make that up for you, and then they walk you through the process of like choosing and painting a background color, and then distressing the sign if you want to, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> applying the stencil and painting it on there, and drying it in between and all that stuff, and then they mount it with the stuff to be able to hang it later, yeah. and um. Hardware, I guess is a word for that. Yeah. And it was a really, really nice time. It's my second, it was my second time doing it because I did it once with my mom. Yeah. And I'm glad that you and I went and did it again. It was super cool. I love the signs that we made, but also it was just a cool experience doing something like that together, which is nice because we don't like do a lot of like crafty things together necessarily. Yeah. Uh, So that was really cool. And then we came home and we watched Ant-Man. Yes, and also I made you stop for ice cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ate half that ice cream, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. It's still in the freezer, though. Good. I didn't eat all of Probably it. Probably have a couple bites later. You should finish it. It's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had, we did that, and uh, <clears throat> and we watched Ant-Man, which we both have wanted to see for a long time. Yeah. And we loved it. And, we and then we watch... started the second one. Yeah, I was But we asleep. were fading fast. Yeah. We finished it the next morning. We extended our 
celebration of the next day. Pretty good anniversary. Perfect combination of like doing things and then also being like lazy and yeah. just watching a bunch of TV. Oh yeah, great. and we had like a fridge uh, emergency because like a can of pop just exploded <laughs> in the in the uh, in the little mini fridge, and I ran over to figure out what it was. It was spraying everywhere. And then you grabbed another can that looked like it was about to explode and went, oh, no, this one looks like it's going to explode, too. And then you squeezed it. I don't know why I did that. Which, of course, made it explode. <laughs> I don't know why my reaction is this can's like a bomb. And then for some Let's reason. Let's apply like, more pressure. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. The contents inside are clearly highly pressurized. <laughs> Let me apply some pressure from the outside. Dummy, dummy. I think the theme of this episode is what a dummy I am. No. I do, I do stuff like this all the time. No, it's just the stuff you do when you're not thinking. I do it too. <sighs> Which is most of the time. <sighs> um, but we had a great day. We did. We just thought we should mention it because it's like we're in the middle, in the beginning of the episode going, oh, what happened? What did I don't, we do? I don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't know, duh. And now officially, this is the longest relationship you've ever been in. That's right. So we're just about done. Yep. <laughs> uh, we got two more years. This is my this is my joke for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's four years. We're doing great. So we're just about done. We gotta make it to the longest relationship I've ever been in, and then yeah, and then we and then can call it quits forever. <laughs> and then we're done. Mission accomplished. Yep. Like that, like George Bush on the, uh, the, the like, uh, carrier was just mission accomplished. You That's do, us. you joke, but my, my, for the, like, past several relationships I've been in, the longest was four years, and then the next after that was five years, so six years is the next one. <laughs> so once we get there, then, then we can know, call it quits. Then, then we've done enough. And then I have to find someone else and do seven years. <laughs> It's like my project that I do. <laughs> Man, we are uh, we are very uh, not romantic. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for the I was I think cynical might be the word. Yeah, possibly. But I don't know. I love it. But we enjoy our joint cynicism. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's time to talk about the main segment, which you've got. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about someone who was not cynical? At okay. least about his pro personal philosophies. Yeah, like an idealist, <clears throat> like a visionary. He was something. Okay. I'd say visionary. Okay. I'd say visionary. I, I don't know if the world would say visionary, but he would say visionary. So <laughs> I'll say visionary. <laughs> okay, so someone who thinks they're a visionary. Yes, and this person is Dr. Bronner. Yeah. And you all may know him from Dr. Bronner's Magical Soaps. Yeah, so this bottle has been sitting on the desk. I have here. a visual aid. Yeah, and I've been I've been going I know I recognize this bottle, but it took me a minute to connect it to I the had fact the, that we had that I on had the, the list. front of the label turned away so right. you could only see <laughs> right. the back of it. Um oh, that's interesting. Hemp peppermint? Yes. Wow. Have a sniff of that. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually used uh, their soaps before their Castile soap, which is what they're known for. It's very minty smelling. Wow. That, um... Um, I bought a bottle just for this podcast. That smells like uh, a little bit like mint, but also kind of like pine salt. I'm confused. Yeah. And then I explained to my coworkers, I was like, I can't forget my soap. And they're like, oh, yeah, I need soap, too. I'm like... I don't need it to wash with, <laughs> although we will use it. Yeah. No, um, yeah, now we will. But uh, I put this on the list a little while ago because I think I 
saw a bottle and went, what is up with all the writing? And like (laughs) read a little bit of of it and went, oh, okay. Like that, there's something there. This is a product and a manifesto. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, The origins are very interesting. So I wrote here, some may have heard of Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. Some may swear by it. But have you read the bottle? <laughs> I bet I bet everyone's at least starting. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of really tiny yeah. writing on it. Um, one look at the bottle, covered in tiny print, is enough to let you know this is more than just your run-of-the-mill soap. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Dr. Bronner. Okay. Born as Emanuel Hale Bronner to a German soap-making family in 1908, they were Jewish, uh, they Im- he immigrated to the U.S. in 1929. Some say it was due to differences with his father and brothers. Um, supposedly, he encouraged his family to join him, but they're like, nah, we're cool. And then um, <laughs> he was concerned about the rising Nazi party. Yeah. And there's a visionary for you. Yep. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> then. Supposedly, his last communication with his family was a censored postcard that just said, you were right from your loving father. Wow. And then they, his parents did die in the Holocaust, oh, unfortunately. Oh, my so God. So they, they did not get out, and unfortunately, that did not work out. That's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, he dropped Hale from his name when he came to the U.S. because of associations with Nazism, so... He became uh, Emanuel Bronner instead of Hale Bronner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he developed his own philosophy based on many religions and writers, um, Jewish and Christian religions, um, the Shema and the Beatitudes from both of those. Also, Rudyard Kipling and Thomas Paine mm. influenced him. Nice. Um, he references on the bottle Hillel the Elder as Rabbi Hillel and Jesus Christ as Rabbi Jesus. That's interesting. So he has his own, like, ways of, you know, referencing people, the yeah. famous figures and Seems whatnot. Seems like he, he reveres a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of ideas from a lot of places. Yeah. He originally called his philosophy Bronner's Peace Plan, eventually becoming the moral ABC, which is what he refers to it as on the bottle. Okay. If the, the basic gist of what he's all about is that if people stopped focusing on how we are different and instead thought about how we are the same, we would all be better off on this spaceship Earth. He likes to refer to it as spaceship Earth. That's kind of cool. Why, but I wonder like, at what, what, at what point he started using that language. I don't know. Yeah, that's and, interesting to think about. Keep in mind, I mean, this a lot of this takes place like in the 40s. So yeah. this is pretty long time ago. Like proto-sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so he, he has a, a lot of ideas that he starts putting together and starts traveling around giving speeches on his philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife passed away in the forties, leaving him with his two sons and his daughter. He put all of them in foster care so he could focus on his speeches. Wait, what? Yeah. Hold on. So wait, his, his wife <clears throat> passed away? Yes. And then he, like, gave up all of his kids. Yes. That's kind of hard to square. Yeah, to focus on his philosophy and to 
go give these speeches. I'd like to believe that he did that because he thought he could do more good that way. But it's a I'll, weird. I'll thing. get a little. We'll get a little more into it. Okay. In a minute. Um, his oldest son Ralph, who at some point did take over the company, uh, claimed that he had spent time in fifteen different orphanages. He did later join his dad on the lecture circuit and later continued the moral ABC after Browner's death. So he did keep this going. And Browner eventually died in 1997. Uh, but in 1946, he did a speech at the University of Chicago promoting his moral ABC. He was supposedly invited by a student group, but ended up being arrested for speaking without a permit. Oh. And then was committed to the Elgin Mental Health Center by his sister. I, I There were a lot of, like, the the timeline was kind of hard to discern on a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. between the multiple references. And Wikipedia kind of, like, skips over things, but another reference I used had more detail, so... Yeah, it's like you got to synthesize all these different sources. Yeah, so Wikipedia just said it, it was like, okay, he got arrested at University of Chicago for speaking without, like, a permit. And then he was committed to a mental health center, and it doesn't say why. I mean, you don't just get committed mm -hmm. for getting arrested for speaking without a permit. Like, that's crazy. But apparently his sister had him committed because she was concerned about the further the fervor with which he was looking into his philosophy and his lecture and the fact that he just up and abandoned his children. Yeah. So... There could have been some mental health concerns with him. And the fact that he was willing to put his kids in foster care and focus on this interest solely yeah. is an indicator there <clears throat> was possibly something going on. It seems obsessive. Like, yes, for at, sure. at the very least. Yeah. Um, maybe not the healthiest way to handle it. Right. So. He did receive shock treatments at the mental health center, and he later blamed them for his blindness. Like, he went blind as he got older. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he escaped and moved to California, and he started making his family's soap recipe out of his home. I'm. This is a thing that I couldn't quake at the timeline on. I don't know if he was. he started making the soap before he moved to California, or he had already been making it and just mm -hmm. continued it there. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. So he was making the soap out of his family's home and still giving these speeches. And he would give out bottles of soap at his lectures. Okay. And then he realized people were coming for the soap, getting the soap and leaving and not listening to him lecture. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good soap. <laughs> so, so he's got like enough of a following on the soap. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So. Like, I'm just picturing him being like, but wait, hold on. I'm not done. And they're like, well, you, I got the I got soap. The soap. <laughs> Goodbye. So because of that, he had an inspired idea. <laughs> Why don't I print my lectures on the bottle? Oh, my if God. If that's what they want so oh much. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. This is my favorite thing about this. <laughs> so It's just like such <clears throat> an idea. It is, because it's like if you can't get them to stick around to listen to you, they're going to have your ideas, your words, your philosophy in their home. In your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Just in your tub. That's uh, so bananas. Book. Um, I have not read this entire label. Okay. I wanted to read a little bit of it to yeah, give you guys a taste. I would like <clears throat> to hear some of what's on this bottle. So the top of the label says, Absolute cleanliness is godliness. 
Teach the moral ABC that unites all mankind free. Instantly six billion strong, and we're all one. Listen, children, this is in quotes for some reason. Listen, children, eternal father, eternally one. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, and then there's like these, I guess they're kind of like commandment type things. They're numbered. Yeah. Um, so I'll read oh, those. Like the, the, these are the ABCs, uh, the moral I, ABCs, maybe. I guess. Like uh, one, two, three, oh, and so yeah, on. Oh, yeah, I guess rules. it's all numbered throughout, yeah. Okay. So first, if I'm not for me, who am I? Nobody. Second, yet, if I'm only for me, what am I? Nothing. Third, if not now, when? Once more, unless constructive selfish, that's hyphenated, I work hard perfecting first me, Absolute nothing can help perfect me. Oh, my God. Only, though this is fourth. I got to rotate the bottle. Only hard work, God, hyphen God's law, can save us. But if we teach only your clan, we're all hated then. So Hillel taught Jesus, we must teach friend and enemy. The whole human race, the full truth, hard work, press and profit sharing, Moral ABCs, all one God faith. Wow. Uniting, sorry, I had to turn again, the whole human race, <laughs> for we're all one or none. As, as teach for 6,000 years, the astronomers, Abraham and Israel, since the year one. Listen, this is the quote, listen, children, eternal father, eternally one. Exceptions eternally, none, absolute none. Wait, did he say 6,000 years? Like like the young earth creationism 6,000 years? Mm, where did I say? As teach for 6,000 years, the astronomers Abraham and Israel. That, I don't know. That 6,000 can't be a coincidence. I'm, I'm not Possibly. Because I can't remember exactly why the young earth creationists center on 6,000, but I feel like it has to do with like a sort of like a biblical recounting of the generations or something Maybe. like that. Maybe. Very um, possible. It's like codified somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so that caught my attention. Fifth, whatever unites mankind is better than whatever divides us. Yet, if absolute unselfish, I am not for me. I'm not but classless, raceless, starving masses, never free nor brave. Only if constructive selfish, I work hard perfecting first me. Wow. It's starting to repeat himself a bit. Like every Arctic owl, penguin, <laughs> pilot, cat, swallow, beaver, bee. That's all hyphenated. Wait, did he say pilot? Was that yes? <laughs> okay, uh, maybe that's maybe it's a kind of fisher bird. Yeah, something that I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can I teach the moral ABC that the real Rabbi Hillel taught Jesus to unite all mankind free? That's not a question. It's there's a period at the end, but can I? <laughs> um, sixth, absolute cleanliness is godliness. Balanced food for body, mind, soul, spirit. Is our medicine, full truth our God, half truth our enemy, hard work our salvation, unity our goal, free speech our weapon, all one our soul, self-discipline the key to freedom, unity, love unites all one above, for we're all one. As teach for 6,000 <laughs> years, astronomers Abraham and Israel, listen children, eternal father, eternally one. Exceptions, oh, did I already read this? You know, the thing is, he starts to repeat himself so much that it can be yeah. hard to know. 
Because he repeats like no, bullet yeah. one in bullet five yeah. or, or four or five, whatever Exceptions, it was. Exceptions, eternally absolute none. So when your fellow man you measure, take him at his best. With that lever, lift him higher. Overlook the rest. Okay, we're rhyming now. So <laughs> you just decided to make it a poem in the middle? Yeah, seventh. Each swallow works hard to be a perfect... God, he does repeat so much. Man, you could have just like cut out half of this, brother. <laughs> he needed an editor. He really did. It's hard Each to edit a bottle. works hard to be a perfect pilot, provider, builder, trainer, teacher, lover, mate. No half true hate. Have courage and smile, my friend. Think and act ten years ahead. Find the man without fault. He's dead. Do one thing at a time. Work hard, get done, then teach friend and enemy how to work, love, unite all mankind free. Uniting one, all one, face the world with a smile. Life is always worthwhile. To the fearless are given jewels. Keep out of the past. Disappointments won't last. Help unite <laughs> mankind or we're wandering fools. Repetition is the key to knowledge. Well, he clearly believes that. Um, there's more. There's like... It goes to twelfth. Do you want? Should I just finish it? I'm on the eighth. Yeah, go for it. We, we, we've already read almost all of the the ABCs. More good is caused by evil than by good. What? What? More good is caused by evil than by good. Do what's right. All right. Okay. What are your bird bar thought? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Enlarge the positive. Replace the negative with the moral ABCs eternally. Tremendous, all one God faith that unites the human race, for we're all one or none, as teach all astronomers for 6,000 years since the year one. Listen, children, eternal father, eternally one, exceptions eternally, absolute none. Wow. Ninth, free speech is man's only weapon against half-truth that denies free speech to smear, slay, slander, tax, and slave. Full truth, our only God, unites all mankind. If ten men guard free speech, brave. If ever one religion unites all mankind, it will be by omitting all irrelevancies and redundancies. He's not about eliminating redundancies. <laughs> Added unto the faith in one almighty, all-embracing, ever-loving, ever-evolving, ever-recreating, eternal God, and by absolute nothing else. America's founding father, Thomas Paine, eight books suppressed since 1799. Tenth. Okay, that was just thrown in there. Tenth. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a noun Shout phrase. out to Thomas Paine. Yeah, sure. Thank God we don't descend down from perfect Adam and Eve to sinful sinner, brother's keeper, divided slave, united armed, loving, hardworking, trained, brave. From dust we ascend up. Thank God for that. Our brother's teacher of, sorry, it's hard to rotate no, this yeah, battle. No, yeah, it's hard to do. Um, a new birth without it. Oh, wait, no. Our brother's teacher, the moral ABC. Mason, tent, and sandal maker, Hillel. Taught carpenter Jesus to unite all mankind free. With it, every human being created on God's spaceship Earth can evolve united, inspired, raised, trained, skilled, disciplined, guide lightning, what? Guided lightning-like by, hold on, rotating, <laughs> a new birth. Without it, we destroy God's spaceship Earth. Akhnathan 
Baha'u'llah, Buddha, Confucius, Moses, Hillel, Jesus, Muhammad, inspired every 76 years by the message of God's law, Halley's Comet, teach, a fire, a mist, a planet, a crystal, a cell, (laughs) a jellyfish, a dinosaur, caves where cavemen dwell, then a sense for work, love, song, art, play, law, beauty, a face turned up from the soul. Sure, it is constructive evolution, guided by one all-embracing, ever-present, eternally tremendous, ever-loving God. Oh. My. God. Twelve. Oh my god, it's still going! (laughs) Okay, here's the thing, though. For reference, this is like a label that's like... Probably like eight inches around or around maybe by like six inches tall or something, right? Yeah. We have we have covered three quarters of the top inch of the label. No, I'm at the bottom. Oh, you're at the bottom. Okay, yeah. so we're doing that's the bottom this inch. A, that's the bottom inch and a half. It's like the top top inch and a half and bottom like couple inches. Oh, okay. Because there's like the product info in the center of the bottle. Um, there's a bunch of stuff on the sides too that I'm not reading, but yeah. Twelfth, a great teacher must first a self-supporting hard worker be, like Allison Bake, Carnegie, Cousteau, Hammer, Liebman, Payne, Sanger, Spinoza, Strauss, Saz, Wilk, Yadin, Zamenhof. Wow. Or he'll turn our greatest teaching into spades. Okay. To bury our people. All people, at a carpenter Jesus, entering manhood. But for 2,000 years, we rabbis never teach the moral ABC. The real rabbi, Hillel, taught Jesus to unite the human race in our eternal father's great all-one God faith. For example, Einstein's <laughs> rabbi, Levi, evicted us from his university, Princeton. Levi, I think. Levi. Hello, Foundation. When we asked, you agree, of course. That Hillel's hard work, speech, press, and profit sharing, moral ABC... Unites the human race in our eternal father's great all one God faith. Oh my God, it's such word soup. Thirteenth, knowing the full truth. (laughs) Thirteen of them? Knowing the full truth that unites the human race. And not teaching all his deathly guilt. Learned Carpenter Jesus from Mason Rabbi. Hello. As teaches African shepherd astronomer Israel for 6,000 years. Listen, children, eternal father, eternally one. So that's that. Did you get anything from that? No. I get that he thinks Rabbi Hillel taught Jesus. Mm-hmm. The moral ABC. The moral ABC. Which, uh, which no one has been teaching. It's secret knowledge. Yeah. Which is always a red flag. Oh, also, all these are on here. Wait, no. Oh, no, it's not on here twice. It just, like, loops all the way around the bottle. Yeah. Um, There's also other stuff written on here, um, information on how to use the product, a little bit more just random stuff. Um, Can can I say something as a brief aside? Yes. The way that's written, the language of it, and, like, the cadence and the sort of, like, repetition and all that (laughs) is very familiar to me. Yeah? It reminds me of a number of things. Uh, there are people like I, I I don't know what you would diagnose this, but there is there is something there, right? So there was yeah. I don't know if you remember Time Cube. Mm-mm. Time Cube was an internet website run by a guy named <clears throat> Dr. Gene Ray who called himself the wisest human. He oh, was okay. he was clearly out of his head. Yeah. 
But he posted like all the time about how every day contained four simultaneous days all rotating. In, I remember in you telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, some people speculate he got the idea of from like a paperweight that was cube shaped with a globe in it on his desk when he lost his mind or something like that. Okay. But he was obsessed about this idea, and he mm -hmm. and he he argued about it online to everybody who would listen. Uh, yeah. uh, and claimed that the the intellectuals and the uh, or what you the uh, the the um, oh, what's the the, the 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 basically universities and teachers of everyone were suppressing the sacred knowledge. Yes. Right. And that uh, that he would prove it and that everyone else was an idiot. And then there was some homophobia mixed in. It got really messy. Like there was yeah. no concrete. There's no real concrete like uh, like ideology other than every day has four days in it. Yeah. And Gene Ray has since passed away and his website has since gone. But it's been backed up and, and cashed. And it very much has the same Cadence. feel to it. Yes. Yeah. It's like. Using insider terminology, people don't really understand, as though mm -hmm. everyone should understand it. Yeah, um, and that sort of like returning to these uh, repetitive phrases. And yeah, the idea of like becoming the best that you can be to be useful to other people, kind of thing. You know, that just keeps coming up over and over again. Um, There's and the like, lots of hyphens <coughs> and occasional rhyming, but then like word soup and then weird grammar. Yeah, it. It definitely feels like stream of consciousness rambling kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But the parts of an actual message I can distill from it aren't bad. It's no. like, yeah, you have to be good to you. You have to be somewhat selfish mm -hmm. because you need to take care of yourself in order to be useful to other people. Right. But you need to be the right kind of selfish. Right. And you also have to be selfless at the same time. You have to care about other people. And, and like, the parts that you, I can make sense of are good. Like, I can't disagree with any of the message I can actually understand. Yeah. But it's understanding it and, like, getting the message out of it is very confusing. Yeah. It's just the, the, thing, I'm, the thing I'm connecting to Gene Ray and other things <laughs> is just that that thing of like it seems so plainly obvious to him that he's writing something that you should be understanding. Yeah. And and Which, it get it's impenetrable to a reader. It's impenetrable. It's, it's kind of sad because it's like he went he did all these lectures and everything <coughs> and people just wanted the soap. Sure. But it's like he wanted them to get the message and I'm sure they were probably feeling what we're feeling which is like Yeah. I'm sure there's good stuff in there. Yeah. But like it's not he, Making it like he connects this this thing of like you being your most optimized self to like the best of nature doing the same things. <laughs> and like it's like this natural phenomenon that the, that everything strives to be its most perfect form or something like that. Yeah, but, not sure. Yeah. But I don't know that there's anything in there that that is like especially profound. Yeah, it, it feels like stuff that's been kind of said before, which he, he derived a lot of it from other sources, you know. Sure. But regardless, yeah, this was his life's work. It's what he did. Um, so he's making the soap. He's putting this on the bottle. Yeah, right. I love that he did that. I love that it's still around. Yeah. Apparently, when he first started the business, um, he listed the company as a nonprofit religious organization. Okay. The IRS disagreed. I can see why. 
Yes. It's like for him, like making soap is like a family thing and just a thing he would naturally do. Right. And it was a thing to promote his essentially religion. At some point it's it. Yeah. But yeah. But the world was like, no, we want the soap. <laughs> so just the soap. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> um, so the IRS disagreed. And at one point he owed one point three million dollars in back taxes. Wow. Which a lot of times would put a business under or organization under. Um, If you're Scientology, you break into the IRS and then you blackmail them and threaten them into returning your status to you. And then you win somehow. Somehow. Um, But his son Jim stepped in and saved the company. I'm not sure exactly how he did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And now Jim's son David runs the company. Okay. Um, Jim was a lot more conservative. Um, then his father and then his son, David, David relates a little more to his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so when David, this is just interesting, interesting stuff after the fact, that's basically all about Dr. Bronner. Okay. But some of this stuff was cool too. Um, so when David took over, the soap used to contain apparently an unlisted ingredient, which was caramel coloring. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but like David was, made it or yeah. Like, wow. Okay. I mean, it was his family's recipe, so it's probably something they included and, um, it was not listed on the label and David didn't feel right about that. But he also, he was kind of in a conundrum because he was like, if I take it out and then don't put it on the label cause it's not in there anymore, people are going to notice a color change and are they going to think I'm diluting it? Or changing the recipe somehow. Yeah, good point. And then if I leave it in and then I just put it on the bottle, are people going to think I added it when I took over, even though it was always there? Yeah. So he decided to take it out, but instead, instead of just taking it out and doing nothing, he added hemp oil as a replacement. So the color did change. But people knew there was a reason for the change because he added this ingredient that's on the bottle and the hemp oil seemed to make it lather a little better, too. So it actually improved it. Wow. Win, win, win there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he didn't want to upset customers, but he did want full disclosure. Um, and that's what he did. Now, around this time that they were starting to use the hemp oil the DEA was cracking down on hemp products. Oh, yeah. They considered hemp products to be the same as, like, selling marijuana illegally. Right. Because it was of the plant. Um, so David led the hemp industry in a lawsuit against the DEA regarding these strict anti-hemp policies. No kidding. Um, he handed out hemp granola and poppy seed bagels outside of the DEA headquarters as a way to be like, hey, opium's illegal, but you let people eat the poppy seeds. Yeah, right. You have poppy seed products. Here's a poppy seed bagel. You just Um, did drugs, sucker. Yeah. (laughs) So he was very involved in activism. Um, He sued other companies for falsely labeling labeling their products as organic. Mm. Um. He was also arrested twice, once for planting hemp seeds in the DEA's lawn (laughs) and another time for milling hemp oil in front of the White House. Wow. This guy's kind of like awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he's like a really 
he's like an activist for a thing that seems so silly, but but I mean, I get it. It's it's one of those things that's like we now have all kinds of hemp products, yeah. Um, and they're obviously still using hemp oil in this soap, yeah. Um, so in large part, probably because of him and that activism, the laws did get changed. Um, so it seems silly to us, but it's one of those things that's like you're you're limiting. A lot of businesses yeah. if you crack down on them and not let them get this product. Yeah. Um, also, Dr. Bronner started their own farm because they couldn't find organic fair trade sources for their oils. Okay. So they have put their money where their mouth is so they grow, as a company. They grow all the things they need for their, their oils. Yeah, they, their they have palm, coconut, and olive oil farms in Ghana, Sri Lanka, and Israel. Hmm. And as part of their, you know, their moral ABC piece, you know, their philosophy, they source olive oil from Israeli and Palestinian sources. Wow. Um, they pay for, oh, so the pay for the highest executive, which would be David at this point, is capped at five times that of the lowest paid worker. Okay. Uh, they also offer fully paid health plan for full-time employees. And a retirement fund, they put in 15% of the employee's salary and 25% annual bonus for full-time employees. This sounds great. Like, it, as, as a company, This sounds I like a think, good company to yeah, work for. Yeah, I think for. they're, like, doing... I think they're trying. Yeah. I mean, let's point out the fact that 200000 a year is what he makes, basically. Okay. That's five times. It's pretty standard ceo but not as high as some oh no that's i mean that's a good that's a good living like it's a very good living but yeah. it's, it's not like the crazy rich and the also super rich. the fact that they <clears throat> make a point of capping the ceos yeah um or the highest paid executives salary at five times the amount holds them accountable because it means they're not going to have those employees be super underpaid because mm -hmm. they have it on the record that they can only be paid five times as much. Yeah. So that is a way of like holding them accountable and wanting to pay their employees more. Yeah. Like if they drop anyone's wage, it's, it comes out of their, it affects the top yeah. as well. Wow. That's, so, a, that's great. I wish more companies had a similar policy. So yeah, there's, you know, the background and the philosophy and, how everything got started, but I, I think they're okay. That's why I felt comfortable buying a bottle and yeah. reading the label to you. Like I said, I've used their soap before. It's good. I have never used their soap. I've um, seen it around. They also, they advertise it as 18 in <clears throat> one hemp peppermint pure Castile soap. They have other ones too. There's peppermint. I think there's like a lavender one and then there's something else. Okay. They also make bar soap. Here's a dumb question, but how expensive is it, like, relative to other soaps? This bottle of, like, liquid soap, which is essentially, like, you kind of dilute it when you use it. Okay. So it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, this was, like, 10, 25 or something like that, and it's 16 ounces. Okay. So... That's not, that's not it's, totally unreasonable. It's not super it's, expensive. It's also not super cheap. Yeah. But so let's read the directions. Um, okay. It says dilute, dilute. Okay. What? All right. What? It says dilute, exclamation point. That's dilute, just... exclamation point. Okay, <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> Why is it written like that? I don't know, but. 
Um, <laughs> the first thing is one small squirt applied to wet washcloth to wash hands, face, and body. Mm-hmm. So a small squirt of yeah, like, just like a this. Little, little, just like a bead of it, like a quarter, yeah. quarter-sized dollop maybe. Maybe not even that much, depending on how much it lathers. I haven't used this stuff in a while. Yeah. Um, or you could work half a tablespoon into wet hair and rinse with their organic hair rinse. Okay. Um, you could dilute one to ten with water for hand wash dishes, best in soft water. For your laundry, you can use a third to half cup soap in large load. Add half a cup vinegar in the rinse cycle. Hmm. You can mop floor with half a cup of soap diluted in three gallons of hot water. You could wash your dog by wetting their fur, massaging soap in for good lather and rinsing well. <laughs> uh, you could put a dash in a bowl of water to remove residue from fruit and veggies and then rinse them clean. You can use as an all-purpose cleaner by adding a fourth cup of soap to a quart of water in a spray bottle. And you could use a tablespoon in a quart of water to spray plants for bugs. A dash of cayenne in that mix is optional. Wow, so they really do. Like, it is never used at full strength. Yeah. Or you could sh- use it to shave your face, underarms, legs by lathering up five to ten drops in your wet hands and applying it. Huh. Um, that's only like ten things you could do with it. It says it's an 18 and one. Um, other people, I think, have looked at the full list. Most people only endorse about like 14. Oh, really? Like, yeah. The one article I, I saw said like only 14 are really doable because I think they also say you could brush your teeth with the teeth with it, but then you're just brushing your teeth with soap. That's not, I'm not interested. Not advisable. <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that. But those are the 10 that are on the bottom. Yeah, okay. So basically you're diluting it no matter how you're using it. You're not using very much at a time. Wow. So it really does seem like there's a lot of value in this bottle. Yeah, I... I used it before and I liked it, and a lot of people swear by it, so I didn't mind buying it, especially since I feel like the company's okay. Yeah, they do sound like a great company to work for. Yeah, d- despite kind of weird beginnings and some troubling beginnings, Yeah, I feel for his family, though it, it seems that there was some reconciliation yeah. at some point, um, but it, it seems like the family that has kept the company going has their hearts in the right places. Yeah. So, cool stuff. I I just think David is kind of a badass. <laughs> I planted hemp seeds in the DEA's lawn. <laughs> I love that so much. That's really funny. It's that's amazing. I mean, like I wonder like he must have been he must have been spotted doing it. I think the yeah. point was for them to know that he did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> um that is wild. I didn't know all that about Dr. Bronner. I mean, like, I, I knew that there was something. Yeah. Uh, I knew that there was a story about Dr. If Bronner. If you see the bottle. Yeah. You know there's something. Because it's right. just an interesting label. And it has, like, a very classic appeal. It looks very, like, old school until you see all the little writing. And you're like, okay, what's that? But It sort of reminds me of the what you would see if you were, like, looking through, like, very old newspaper ads for things. Yeah, but yeah. They crammed a lot of text in there. They had little wavy banners and things. And uh, there's just an aesthetic. Yeah. That it, oh, that even the bottle. 100% post-consumer recycled plastic bottle. Well, I'll be well, dipped. I'll be dipped. <laughs> Dr. Bronner's All One Magic Soaps. Wow. And it seems like they sell a lot of products. Um, I read at 
at some point in the research that like their coconut oil is a big thing because coconut oil is big now anyway. Yeah, right. So just the fact that they're like, oh, you need to label your bottles organic. Like you need to follow these rules and we're going to hold other people accountable to that too. Yeah. Oh, and we can't get this stuff fair trade. We're just going to make it. You know, I don't know when he did all that, but I remember distinctly <clears throat> there was like a period of like the the late 90s, maybe. Maybe it was the early I 2000s. I feel like it was probably around that time. I remember like a, I remember that whole like, hey, this is actually organic. This new label is certified organic. Yeah. And then basically everything that didn't have that you knew wasn't actually organic. Yeah. Right? He, I think he played a role in, in that. Yeah. Too. I remember that happening. And the company that he sued, I think was like another soap or it might've been one or two, but it was like a soap company. Okay. It was claiming to be organic, but it wasn't actually. Wow. And so he, felt like that was wrong because they were actually going about it the right way. Yeah, right. And didn't want people to be misled. So, yeah, like it's 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 a consumer not that advocacy. I, not that I think that organic is all that it's chalked up to be, but Yeah. to for a company to, you know, talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time is kind of impressive. Yeah, I think so too. Especially for a company that I mean, it's not even that this is a guy that started this in his house. This is a legacy yeah. from like the early 1900s yeah. of soap making from Germany. Yeah, right. Like a family that was doing this forever. And then he just kind of changed the way he was going about it, but continued to do what his family was doing. So yeah. that's kind of a cool legacy. It is a cool legacy. The the, the, uh, the sort of like uh, pedigree of a lot of the things we buy seems very <laughs> recent. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of it, it sometimes seems like there's not a lot of things that are like rooted in like old traditions that we, you know, take part in all the time. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I wanted to briefly talk about my sources, of course, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Always Wikipedia. And then um, find the other one. Dead. Sorry, air. sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. It is from Mental Floss. It's a Mental Floss article, oh. but it is, uh, oh, crap. Where are you? 15 Things You Didn't Know About Dr. Bronner and His Magic Soap by Emily Becker from July 21st, 2016. Do they call it magic? They do. <laughs> On the label here, it says Dr. Bronner's All One Magic Soaps. <laughs> magic Soap. Magic Soaps. You know, I bet there was a time when soap seemed like, like downright magic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden things you couldn't clean got clean. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And you didn't smell awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, family soap makers since 1858. Wow. That is a legacy. Yeah. So that's that. I got a lot, most of this information, I'd say, from the 15 things you didn't know about Dr. Bronner mm -hmm. and his magic soap list. That's, so That's really cool. And this oh, is a good one. one more thing. I bought a documentary about him. I didn't watch it because I had enough info and I didn't feel like watching a thing last night. Yeah. But it's like 80 minutes long and it was like $6. I had a really hard time finding it. So I had to find it. I think I bought it basically from their website. Oh, really? From like an endorsed website. Um, but I bought the documentary made in 2006 about 
Dr. Bronner. So I would like to watch that with you at some point. I don't know about tonight, but at some point we do need to watch that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'd like to do that. And then we can comment back on if there's anything new we learned that we didn't get the first time. Yeah, we can give any updates. Yeah. Um, I have heard that the pacing is a little weird and like it does seem like they leave bits and pieces of his life out. Like they skip yeah, a little bit. The whole giving up all of his children to stand on soapboxes. <laughs> I think they might literally. actually. I think they might actually mention that in the documentary because I think his children are in the documentary. It was literally up on his soapbox. Literally, that's up on else. a soapbox. <laughs> uh, that tickles me for no particular reason. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice. Uh, this, so yeah, that, this was a journey. <laughs> this is great. I had no idea uh, this much about Doctor Bronner. Um, there was more than I thought. Yeah. I, like, I knew there was something, but yeah. I didn't know what a wild ride it would be. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Yeah. It makes me want to buy uh, more of their products, to be, to be entirely honest. Well, This let's... episode brought to you by Dr. Broder's <laughs> Magic Soaps. Endorse us. Use that um, promo code GOOSECHASE <laughs> to save 0%. Yeah, they won't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Dr. Bronner's Magic Soaps. Um, Goose Chase sent me here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, no, let, let's try this and see, yeah. see how we like it. See let's how do we that. Do. Um, this has been fun. This has been fun. Thank you for that one. That was yeah. very interesting. <laughs> um, let's, before we wrap up here, we should note that we won't be around next week. That's right. We might try to fit an episode in, but every time we say we're going to do that, we don't do it. Yeah, so let's just plan to that we won't have an episode. Yeah, we won't. We won't be able to get together on Wednesday next week. So we'll be we'll be off for a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing a favor for friends. So. Yeah, um, but then we will be back in essentially in two weeks um, with right. another episode. Another episode <laughs> of Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Thank you so much for listening. Email us to get your free bottle of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 